Our scripture reading is from the letter to the Hebrews. Please listen to God's word for you this morning. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood, and you have forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as children. My child, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, or lose heart when you are punished by Him. For the Lord disciplines those whom He loves and chastises every child whom he accepts. Endure trials for the sake of discipline. God is treating you as children. For what child is there whom a parent does not discipline? If you do not have that discipline in which all children share, then you are illegitimate and not his children. Moreover, we had human parents to discipline us, and we respected them. Should we not even more willing to be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them. But He disciplines us for our good in order that we may share His holiness. Now, discipline always seems painful rather than pleasant at a time. But later, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today we install the leaders of the San Marino Community Church. We do so as a congregation of the San Gabriel Presbytery as part of the Presbyterian Church USA. Let's pray together. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. This past October, I was invited to speak on the theme of leadership to the trustees meeting of the Trinity Forum. Based in Washington, D.C., the Trinity Forum has as its mission, quote, the transformation and renewal of society through the transformation and renewal of leaders. I began by observing that the most effective leaders came not at the the national level, but at the local level, mayors, teachers, pastors, priests. 
When I finished my remarks in the question and answer, the first question came from one of the trustees. Well, Dr. White, you talked about local leaders. Who would you say in your circle were the local leaders that most affected you? I didn't need to pause. I answered, the San Marino Community Church where Cynthia and I worship, the pastors and the lay leaders of that church. Today's sermon grows from the unknown author's letter to the Hebrews. He's writing probably to Jewish Christians who are being persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ. His letter is meant to encourage these leaders. The author wrote to leaders facing adversity. The year 2020 will surely be remembered as the year of adversity. Adversity of pandemic, economic, racial justice, climate change. Several days ago, I read an author who commented on 2020. Remember, it was leap year, and so February had 29 days, and he went on to say that March had 300 days, and April had five years. How would you describe 2020? Difficult? Frustrating? Challenging? How many of us have have experienced the death of a parent or a grandparent with whom we could not be, the birth of a child or a grandchild we could not witness, the in-person graduation that we had been looking forward to for years but from whom we could not participate. January 2021 promises to be the deadliest month in the entire pandemic as our nation faces death far surpassing any European nation. What did we learn? That's the question that the author to Hebrews is asking. In the midst of the adversity, what are we learning? From this passage of Scripture, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2, we hear, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sing that sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. We arrived at the small town of Lone Pine in the high Sierras preparing for our hike. We wanted to adjust to the altitude. My friend Gene and I had practiced in hiking in the Angeles Forest in one of the many trails up to the top of Mount Baldy, but we asked ourselves the question, had we learned enough for this particular special hike? We determined to climb Mount Whitney, the highest peak in the lower 48 states, 4,491 feet in one day. At 4.30 a.m., we began in total darkness. The first thing we noticed was that we weren't alone, even in the darkness. People with whom we had never met suddenly started speaking words of encouragement. Have you ever done this before? You can do it. Just strike a very steady pace. In interpreting scripture, I like to use what I call dynamic equivalence, an equivalent from literature or drama or music or sport to help us understand the contemporary application 
of this particular passage of Scripture. A tremendous problem of the pandemic, was it not, is loneliness. Feeling so alone, so isolated from each other, the other side of that is the loss of community in the midst of this pandemic. The United States has had more difficulty confronting this pandemic than any other nation. It has exposed fissures, brokenness in our healthcare system. More fundamentally, it has exposed the lack of a social contract. We have seen people trumpeting their individual rights as a reason or excuse for not abiding by the rights of the community. Alexis de Tocqueville, the young Frenchman, came to the United States in the first decades of this new country. He traveled throughout the country and then wrote a remarkable book, Democracy in America. He coined a word that he had been hearing, it was the word individualism, and he thought this was one of the key hallmarks of the American society. And yet he said this individualism was balanced by three factors, the family, political participation, and the strong role of religion in the public sphere. But when he finished his book, this young Frenchman asked a question. He worried that this individualism 200 years forward, that would be 2030, would allow us to become isolated from each other, to become autonomous, to have lost the sense of community that family, political participation, and religion gave in the year 1830. The Christian church has a remarkable opportunity to offer an alternative vision in America. The Presbytery of San Gabriel shares this vision, that we can be a place where people can come out of their isolation, out of their autonomy, out of their rights to discover a place of community that is healing and wholesome. Second, the writer of the Hebrews suggests that in facing this adversity, his readers need to, quote, lay aside every weight that clings so closely. When we started up the famous 99 switchbacks and got towards the top, altitude began to kick in and we began to slow down. Then we were met by a remarkable sight. On both sides of the trail, not too far from the top, we saw backpacks and fanny packs, shirts and vests, even water bottles. What was this? When you're facing adversity, you even in cold weather, you want to lay aside everything that will slow you down. In this unprecedented 2020, did you discover some of those things that you could lay aside? Attitudes or practices that once were familiar, but perhaps no longer useful. I've been deeply impressed how the San Marino Community Church has, with all of the wonderful practices of the past, through its leaders, pastors, and laity, been willing to walk into a new future where those practices do not serve us so well anymore to discover what new practices there might be. Third, the writer encourages us to run the race with perseverance. May I suggest that perseverance can't be acquired in the last few days. It has to be the product of years of practice. We need to learn the disciplines of faith in the light so that they will be available to us in the darkness. 
Facing up to adversity is the product of years of training. We'd been preparing for climbing Mount Whitney for months and months. We now had to put that practice into use. As I've been listening to friends, I've asked them the question, what have you learned that you had to lay aside, but now you needed to practice in a new way? I've discovered for myself, and I've been the recipient of this, have we not reached out to others perhaps more than we have in the past? Certainly through Zoom, but also we've rediscovered an old instrument, the telephone, to hear people's voices, to let them know that we really care. Have you discovered more time for quiet, contemplation, more time for prayer? And how about reading? A wonderful story occurred in the Los Angeles Times about six months ago. People in their endeavor to read were ordering everything online, and this story focused on Vromans, our wonderful independent bookstore in Pasadena. And it said that Vromans was struggling because people were no longer ordering their books at a bookstore. The very next day, a thousand people placed their orders at Vromans. Reading has become one of those gifts to be rediscovered as a discipline. Most of all, I suspect we have discovered resilience, perhaps a new kind of resilience to get through this unprecedented time. Fourth, the writer asks us to look to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. As you near the end of an 11-mile hike, a reality comes upon you that I did not expect suddenly you can no longer see the summit of Mount Whitney. It is blocked by a smaller peak. You cannot see your goal. That's very, very discouraging. How often in our adversity we have lost sight of Jesus. We've not been able to see him. And then suddenly the cloud of witnesses occurred again. You can make it. It's only a 30 minutes more. You can do it. And suddenly, in the last 30 minutes, Mount Whitney came into view again, and I felt myself pulled forward. Sometimes that's what it is to believe in Jesus. We are pulled forward, even against our own will. When Jesus comes into clear view, we have a possibility. He is the one who can pull us forward. At the conclusion of our scripture, Bong Bringus read the final verse, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees. Today, I'm not minimizing the adversity of 2020 or what we yet will face in 2021. As I listened to family and friends in 2020, I heard people say their venture was not a race. It certainly wasn't a run. It might not have even been a walk. It was often a slog. I'm not suggesting that faith in Jesus is simple in the ever more complicated culture in which we live. And yet as we install our leaders today, the writer of the Hebrews encourages us to live into 2021, conscious of the community around us, the obstacles that confront us, the disciplines that can sustain us, the goal before us. May it so be. Amen. Now my charge is to Jeff O'Grady and Jessica Von Lohr as they are installed as the co-pastors of the San Marino Community Church. 
I do so quite personally with appreciation and affection for both of you. Jessica and Jeff, you did not sign up for this. You did not sign up for this. We are surely glad, however, that you are our leaders at this unprecedented moment. Each of you brings to your call a deep Christian faith, an understanding that leadership points beyond yourself, marvelous abilities in preaching that is both biblical and timely, and pastors' hearts needed at this time of dislocation. I know the first thing you would want to say is that this opportunity is with an entire team of clergy and laity. This pandemic has revealed a certain powerlessness to be in control of our own lives. An unintended consequence of this disruptions has been a new search for meaning and authenticity. This time of polarization requires the building of Christian communities that include diversity of all kinds. When we finally get through this pandemic, there will be an understandable longing by some to return to the pre-pandemic days. While we will always want to build on the historic foundations of the 80 years of this congregation, we cannot go back. We live in one of the most innovative parts of our nation. We can go forward learning from the innovation of these past months, especially the effective uses of technology. This congregation has always dedicated itself to excellence in worship, music, sermons, educational opportunities, spiritual formation, commitment to social justice, intergenerational experiences. President Joe Biden, in his inaugural address, encouraged us, quote, not to meet yesterday's challenges, but today's and tomorrow's challenges. Jessica and Jeff, we look forward to your leadership in meeting the challenges of the coming year. May a cloud of witnesses bless you and surround you. Amen.